Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tamara. And this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. Our horns are sad today, it's a long story. Yeah. But this is a show <laughs> all about women who are friends who watch wrestling. Uh, this week's episode is very special to us because it is our last episode. Yeah. Yeah, there. last episode. Um, we'll talk, I guess, more at the end about all that, but yes. we are happy that you have listened and will listen to this one. And we're going to do stuff now and talk about wrestling because that's yes. what we do. Yes, we are. Uh, so this episode is about COVID-19 and be prepared for me calling it whatever names I come up with on the spot because I'm forgetful um, and how it has affected wrestling and what it means for the future of indie wrestling. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, let us pass this digital collection plate your way and ask that you either give us five stars on iTunes or $3 on Kofi.com slash Sarah the Rebel. Yes, it's Kofi because mm-hmm. it's Kofi. Yes, K-O-F-I. And you may be like, hey, Sarah, why should we do this if it's your last episode? Because honestly, what if we have a resurgence? What if we become a cult hit, right? A sleeper mm-hmm. hit a year later from now. We could start back up. You never know. Yeah, this is this is a so long, mostly for now. Probably we'll see you in the soon in the future for some particular reason. And if nothing else, you can throw us three dollars because we give Kofi the respect he deserves, unlike some people. <laughs> Pay us because we show Kofi respect. I don't know if there is a better reason to throw three dollars at someone. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, so let's dive right in. I'm going to be talking about this a lot from the perspective of someone who's living it, because if you don't know, um, I am a wrestler and all my alerts are still on my phone. So we're just going to mute my phone real quick. Um, but I am a wrestler and so I'm living this in real time. Uh, so these are kind of a collection of how it went down, what's going on and kind of where I think it's going to go from here. So around March 12th was when things suddenly got really real. You know, we'd all been hearing about the virus and that it would probably come to America, but there hadn't really been any sort of preventative measures done up until this point. Um, But around March 12th is when a lot of cities began to suddenly enforce their rules, like realizing that nobody was going to stay home, I guess. They were like, okay, fine, we are shutting you down. So they started shutting down a lot of places and events and gatherings of more than 200 people. So this resulted in the cancellation of probably hundreds of live wrestling shows all the way through April. Um, This included Ring of Honor. It included Glam, where I was scheduled to be. Um, In some cases, places tried to um, stay open to the last minute it they they try to say no we're definitely going to have this event and those were kind of the worst situations because um it resulted in confusion it resulted in people who were flying in actually landing in the cities where they were supposed to be and then not really having anywhere to go and we're going to get to why that was a problem in a second um so because it was very sudden and abrupt and some places tried to hold out and there wasn't like clear cut rules because a lot of places said you know hey what if we what if we only sell 200 tickets or what if we limit it to 100 tickets will you let us run then you know there there was some compromise trying to happen in the cities as far as if the event could still run and i think before we get really angry at places for doing that uh which i know is a reaction for some people just a reminder that um a lot of pressure is placed on wrestling promotions the idea that Uh, When they have to cancel a show, it looks really bad for that promotion. They lose um, followers. 
they lose money. Uh, it's kind of seen as you're untrustworthy in the business if you have to cancel a show. There is a lot of pressure on them to that the show must go on. And also the idea that, well, if people don't have that much stuff to do, we're giving them a place to have something to do. And people should be smart enough not to come if they have, you know, um, family members who they can infect and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure these were some of the thoughts at that point in time that places had. Um, and also... Um you know, wrestlers and people in the entertainment industry and gig kind of economy people are very much trained and we're very much trained at this point to be like, well, I don't feel that bad. It's fine. I'll just go and do this thing and I'll try not to breathe on people. And you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, you, you were, we're accustomed and we're trained to work through this stuff when really we should stay our asses at home and take care of things. But that this is, this is what our, that's a, very, that's a very good point. Every wrestler I know, with the exception of one, wrestles even when they have a fever. Like, mm -hmm. we want to get our payday. We don't have insurance. We don't have another fallback. So most of us, even when we have colds and, and fevers and whatnot, we'll go and wrestle and just get the person we wrestle sick. And that's just kind of something you have to deal with as a wrestler. So that, that's a good point because I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, because so yeah, you don't think about it. But people do that in offices. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you do it, people who work at, you know, uh, convenience stores, people who work any, any place. That's, this is... It's spread, much like COVID, it has spread to this, this sense of if you're not dying, then you go, go and you work through it. Right. Um, and I've been guilty of it myself, you know, because, uh, you know, also a lot, you know, a lot of people who are wrestlers have a really strong work ethic because you wouldn't get there if you didn't have that. And so that kind of work ethic means sacrificing yourself and your body and your well-being to get to where you want to go. And so, you know, That's this is... You've just made me realize something about myself. I will go wrestle sick, but I won't go into office jobs sick because fuck them. So I guess it just really shows how much I Your care dedication. about wrestling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, some wrestlers had already flown into cities, like I said. So as a result of this, um, some companies decided to experiment uh, for example, a few did no audience shows. Some did a, like a live stream with no audience. Some did like little house shows with a very small limited audience. Um, one of the first shows to do a no audience show was Party Hard Wrestling in Arizona. And I bring that up because um, they were like, hey, we can't pay anybody. But if you want to come out and just make wrestling because we're, you know, we're here anyway, like, let's do this. And so people went out. And someone who flew out to that show has just been confirmed to have COVID-19. They have the virus. It's unknown how many of the other wrestlers, if any, were infected. But so this is just a little example of not really thinking things through. They were like, oh, you know, I'm sure, you know, let's let's have a small show without thinking anybody on this wrestling show could already be infected and then could spread it to everyone else. They just obviously just didn't occur to them. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, that that's one small danger that's come of this is we may have wrestlers who went to do this show and then went and lived their normal lives for a week. Um, who yeah. knows how many people they might have infected. 
Um, WWE has been entertaining to watch with these no audience shows because what the hell are they doing? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's really interesting to see this many dudes who don't remember what it's like to be or have have been so divorced from like the indie circuit where you do kind of have to play to like five people shows sometimes mm-hmm. and put in a lot of en- extra energy and seeing who remembers what it like what it's like and who doesn't. Um, like Edge cut a promo to challenge Randy for the rest one of their WrestleMania match. And it was actually pretty good, but like Edge has been acting outside of wrestling. So he knows how to act. Um, but then seeing some other people, it's, it's just really, it's fascinating. It's Definitely. Fascinating. I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of tweets about like, Oh, this is theater. And that's funny to me because all wrestling is theater. You've just gotten used to the way that WWE does wrestling, but everywhere yep. else, it's a very normal style of theater. Like wrestling is theater. It's theater where you hit people. Yep. Um, working. And I will just mention that with that said, it is incredibly hard to wrestle with no or a low energy audience because just mm-hmm. like theater, they feed off of your energy. And I know I, one of my recent matches on Empower, which you can actually go watch on YouTube, um, it was a last minute thrown together match because somebody was sick and there were maybe 10 people in the audience. The ring was the hardest ring either of us had ever bumped in. Uh, and so we're making things up as we go and we're trying to be high energy, but there's one person in the audience who's cheering. That's it. Just one. Just the one. And it's not even my uncle who's there. My uncle is completely silent. <laughs> it's a guy in a Ghostbusters outfit. Um, of course. So the most hype. Yes. But as a result, when I watch it back, um, I my energy twisted in some mean, bitter way. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not the only person who gets affected by this, but like, I could definitely see how different I was with, uh, such a small audience. So, so seeing it on the big screen, seeing it in the WWE has been, um, just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of them, WWE is hosting WrestleMania 36 at their performance center over two nights, or as I like to call it, the biggest wrestling student showcase in history. Um, because if it's at the performance center, sorry guys, it's a student showcase. <laughs> yes, the the bit. Yes, I wonder how much pyrotechnics they're going to try to sneak into the performance center. <laughs> Hopefully none. <laughs> I, I also hope it's none. But you just know that someone's looking at it like, okay, so I, if we just keep it to three feet, <laughs> you put something right here. I hope they have a, a little smoke machine like we have at Santino's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like doing yes. it old school. Um, speaking and, and again, speaking of them, Ray Mysterio and Dana Brooke are both quarantined, um, which, of course, resulted in having to change some of the, the card plans. Um, and then one last thing I'll say about uh, changes is some shows have moved to live streaming Um and I bring that up because I want to bring it up again later when we talk about where shows are going to go from here on out. Uh, so next, I want to talk about why wrestling shows are particularly dangerous. We touched on it a little bit. As Tamara mentioned, one of the issues is wrestlers. Um, we're psychos because we're wrestling. We're already accepting, uh, when we first start out, a $20 bill in exchange for throwing yourself off of like a balcony, right? So we don't have very good risk assessment to begin with. Um, so that's problem number one. We will go to work sick. 
Uh, problem number two, many of these shows are for all ages. You will find literal toddlers and literal 90-year-olds in the audience of wrestling shows. You'll find people who are immunocompromised, people for uh, who are wheelchair-bound, people who, for them, this is uh, one of the only ways they really enjoy life. So you, you get, like, all sorts of people in wrestling audiences. Um, and when we, when we say immunocompromised, people think it's like, oh, something as big as, you know you know, lupus or, you know, stuff like, you know, kind of bigger right. conditions, AIDS, that but, sort of thing. Yeah. But it's also asthma and I have, right. I have asthma. So technically I'm in, you know, compromised. Right. So how many of us uh, have uh, issues breathing? A lot of us <laughs> because uh, in LA the air fucking sucks. So yeah, it's, I think, and I don't, I don't think allergies are on the list, but I wouldn't be surprised because that also means you touch your face a lot. So right. And, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a wrestler friend who was like, oh, yeah, technically I'm a beetle compromise. Like, it just occurred to him out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, yeah. good. Glad you flew here. Um, so wrestlers are often flown in or drive in from other areas and then return to those areas. In other words, wrestlers can be the key components to spreading the disease to places that don't have it. Um, or, you know, you know, like I said, bringing it to to more people where they are um we touched on the fact that we feel immortal um so i wanted to give an actual real life example of that <clears throat> the week that that all went down there were there was one last wrestling show that hadn't canceled um they it was local to me so i was like you know what i'm gonna do it um i know that i do not have family members that i'm coming home to i do not you know i don't interact with anyone i don't have a job where i leave the house other than wrestling so if i do this wrestling show um I won't be getting anyone else sick. Like that was a thing that I knew I could get sick. Yes. But even if I got sick, it wasn't going to get anyone else sick. It was going to be my very last wrestling show for the next two months. And as you know, I pay my rent with wrestling. So I decided to do the show while I was on my way to the show, a friend who was going to come see me messaged me and said, Hey, my family won't let me go to the show anymore. And at first, my very first instinct goes, why would they stop you? Is it just because it's at a strip club? Um, and then my brain was like, oh yeah, he has like a five-year-old nephew, an 80-year-old grandmother who he lives with and sees all the time. Um, and what his family said to him is, hey, we know you're going to go to some wrestling shows during this, but you really, we, we don't want you to go to this one. Um, and once he said that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, you should come to this show. Are you a crazy motherfucker? Like you will go to a strip club. Now let's let's look at this mathematically because some people really don't seem to understand how viruses spread because I also had another friend who when I told him this story said, strip clubs are very clean places actually. So people are just not understanding how viruses spread. So let's break this down. You have a strip club. At its core, it is a building. It is empty. Now we add in the strippers. The strippers all have their families, other jobs they might have, boyfriends, girlfriends, places they work, okay? So we already have a large number of people, but strippers use alcohol wipes in the polls, so maybe they're okay, right? Wrong. Strippers take cash money, okay? So mm -hmm. now we have everybody who's coming into this club, their families, their jobs. They probably have real jobs where they go in and interact with people. They are coming to the strip club. They are handing money to people. Money is being passed around this place, okay? Um, they are sitting within a few inches of people. They are sitting next to um, other patrons at the show. And now a group of wrestlers who all come from different locations are coming and we are getting very close. Do you see how many people and just how high risk 
this show is for not only you coming to the show and getting a virus, but you spreading it to everyone you come home to that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and money is not clean. Money is gross. We touch it all the time. If you don't think about it, money's super fucking gross. Guys. And that's just the money. Let's talk about the table. You put your hands on the table. You put your hands around a glass to drink. Like everything, mm-hmm. a waiter touched that drink to bring it to you. The bartender touched that drink to give it to you. You pass that drink to your friend. Every single time you're touching something and then you touch your face, uh, you, you have the chance of spreading this virus. And a strip club, I think anyone who goes to a strip club at this time right now um, is just and including myself is, well, I won't include myself for one reason. Uh, I don't have a family, but every single dude in that strip club who was going home to their family, I was like, so great big old hugs and kisses when they come in, kiss your child on the top of their head. Right. After you were just at a place where a bunch of people gathered from all over, like what the hell do we not understand about how viruses spread? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, you know, and it's, it's that thing where I feel like those things that you ignore on a regular basis just to function as a human and not run around screaming <laughs> come mm, into play. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? Like, like, don't touch that. Don't put that. Don't touch your face. Don't touch oh, that. Oh, don't oh. touch that other thing either. You know how many, how, how many times I catch myself touching my face now? As soon as they're like, hey, don't touch your face. And it's like, oh, shit, I just touched my face as soon as I, rem- I thought, hey, don't touch your face. Like, it's... <laughs> Oh my God. So I was at the grocery store and I I kept hearing this woman go, mom, stop stop touching things. Mom, stop, stop it. Stop touching that. Put that down. Mom, mom, you're doing it again. And I'm like dying on the inside because then the finally at the end, the mom's just like, I'm sorry, I'm deceased. But this mom is walking through the grocery store, picking up meat and putting it back down, picking up meat and putting it back down. Yeah. Right. Because she's checking prices. She's checking the, the date on it. She's, you know, it's, it's a thing that people do and they don't think about. And yeah. she's definitely going to touch her face later. Um, yeah. But f- for me, I am actually already a germaphobe. And so what you said about to not to not think about things so you don't run around screaming, mm-hmm. that's the most relatable shit ever <laughs> to me. Because I am actually one of those people who if I touch something while out in public, I physically feel that I have touched that thing. And so I mm-hmm. actually don't touch my face. I don't touch anything with that hand. It could take 40 minutes, it could take an hour. I am excruciated by how much I want to be able to touch things normally, but I just can't because my psycho brain is like, you touch that doorknob, you touch that rail, you have it on you. I am like full of panic and grossness. So I feel I'm very prepared for a pandemic of this sort. Yeah. Like I have vague OCD tendencies. It's not like super bad per se, but it is a thing of like, uh, cleaning surfaces Mm -hmm. particularly ones where you can tell that they're shiny afterwards uh so i i the last like three days have been real real hard to not just jump over that cliff and just go at every nook and cranny of everything with like a toothbrush and a bucket of water so hot that it will scald my hand every time i put the rag in there to get it like it's it's just that close but we're cool. Everything's fine. Oh, I'm there, girl. I'm out, of, I'm out of Clorox wipes. I'm there. <laughs> I, my keys, I touch my keys like they are made out of, like, um, nuclear material. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me and my uh, problems. Uh, so yes. where do we go from here is kind of the question. I think a lot of wrestlers um, 
are right now thinking this will be done by next month. All of this is a little silly. And this will be done and the shows will start back up like normal. And a lot of fans are thinking that too. So let's look into that. If, let's say, pandemic, not as serious, we've been told, we've been kind of lied to, um, you know, things get resolved very quickly by the end of April. So starting in May, we can do shows again, let's say. Um, what would happen in that case is most of the indie shows would probably bounce back, um, but they would start small. They wouldn't fly in expensive talent until they kind of started uh, making their money back and, and getting back to a normal place and making sure that their audience level is back to normal. So as a result of that, the talent who will be most affected by even this taking the least amount of time would be people kind of at my level, people who are in the process of moving to the next level. So like the Joey Ryans and the Taya Valkyries of the world, they're fine because they're in high demand. The the brand new folks, like I'm a shout out my girl Sephora, my girl's Queen Estrella, um, Daisy, they're going to be fine because they weren't even at that level anyway. They're just going to go to indie shows. But the people like me, um, the people like RJ Santos, the people who are really uh, just about to make that move to the next level of, of really being seen in a spotlight, we're kind of going to have to start as if this whole year didn't happen. Like we're going to lose so much effort and work and kind of have to build that goodwill back up where where we started from. Um, and a lot of people are just kind of ignoring that that's a thing that's going to happen. But those of us at that level, we've been talking, like, we know we're like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of ex faced a huge setback here because now, um, let's use, um, <clears throat> Lisa Lace as an example. She just did a tour of Europe, but two months from now, she hasn't just done a tour of Europe. She did a tour of Europe at the beginning of 20, 2020, you know, like it, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. It's going to be harder to promote yourself that way, even though it shouldn't be, it will. But now let's say that that, that to me is very um, positive thinking, very hopeful thinking. Uh, meanwhile, the schools in Hampton, Virginia said they're going to be closed for the rest of 2020. So other places are not looking so hopeful about how quickly this will be resolved. Right. So let's say this doesn't get resolved by August. Several indie companies will have to cease to exist. And not only those indie wrestling shows, but the wrestling schools will have to close. Because right now, every wrestling school has had to close itself to students, but keep paying rent on their building. How many places can afford to do that? How many places can afford to pay the rent of a commercial building while they are not making any money? Um very few places. I know some places are probably going to have to get rid of their leases and maybe they're lucky enough that they could afford to like keep things in storage and come back when things are better. Maybe they won't be able to, maybe they'll have to sell everything off, sell their rings, sell the, you know, sell their equipment to make that money back for the month of rent they couldn't pay. It will really depend on the wrestling school. So we're not just going to see the closure of indie promotions. We're going to see the, the closure of indie wrestling schools, which means we won't have as many new wrestlers coming in. It means, um, um, a lot of wrestlers won't have places to train and to get better and to work on their craft. And I think that's an impact that nobody is talking about right now. Um, so I, I just want to bring it up as that's definitely going to affect the wrestling scene in the future. Yeah, it's, um, and I know there's a lot of measures depending on the state that you're in that the state governess is trying to take, um, to put into effect 
uh, regardless of what you know higher laws are doing. Um, like in California, they're trying to push through the thing where they're gonna um, have rent um, forgiveness for you know a month or two or three months so that these businesses won't go under. We're also trying to get that on people's like housing rent because also homeless people we don't want more of them. Um, so you know there's there's some underlying things that might might stem the sort of bleeding on some of these. Um, but, you know, it could be a lot more serious. And, th- and we're not saying this stuff to make you guys panic, because I know everybody's panicking already, but it's just the reality Pussies. of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. I just, you know, sorry. I'm an Come introvert. On. I think you guys are being yeah. pussy. Stop panicking. All right. Sorry. Just, sorry. You know, stay, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like that introvert life, everybody who's an introvert right now is like, yeah, we can stay inside and we don't have to go outside and see people. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. It's dope. You know, like the, the, the happy cat videos have just increased tenfold. Um, but so while all this stuff is in the air, though, and I know that we're being like, oh, we brought up all this stuff that could happen. Oh, my God. It's OK. Calm down. Take a breath. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, in the meantime, you can support indie wrestlers that you enjoy by buying their merch if you can afford it. I know not everybody is in a space where they can do that, but that's a good way of doing that. Um, you can also support your indie companies by paying for some of their uh, content, like past pay-per-views or, you know, their their weekly matches. I'm sure they're going to repeat things. They'll probably have package deals that you can get in there. Um, you can, uh, you know, use your, your vast internet knowledge to research past matches and find new wrestlers. There's a ton of stuff on YouTube. I, I bet there's a lot of wrestlers who are, who are kind of touting their their own matches on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow them there. Like we always say, if you want to train, this is a great time to call up or email your local, you know, you know, wrestling school and see if you can prepay for classes. They would probably love that. Um, And then, you know, you can also just do fun wrestling, Twitter, Instagram stuff, just to talk about stuff and, you know, talk about your favorite wrestlers and share your favorite matches. Just keep that awareness going because that will help anybody who, you know, people who can't book right now, that'll help keep them in everybody's mind. Um, And then I also have two last things to say about this. So you can go outside and have some fresh air. I know that you should stay inside, but what social distancing means is that you stay six feet away from other people so that if they have something or if you have something, you can't pass it to each other. And also, you know, so you can go outside. Don't think you can't go outside. I don't want people to think that they'll never see the light of sun today. Even if you only go two steps outside of your door, you can go outside. Yeah, Please I'm, get some I fresh air. I threw out the trash today and then I just stood in the sunlight for a few minutes, just absorbing that nice antidepressant in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's totally fine as long as you stay away from people. There, The strip is completely empty right now. So I went and took a walk on the strip. And when there was a group of people that were all standing on the sidewalk, I found a detour and I went around those unthoughtful hoes. Um, also, you know, b- besides all this in the meantime, as I said before, companies are, are experimenting. So support the companies that are experimenting. If you don't have money, support them with retreats, with likes, with your opinions on what they're doing. You know, the companies that are not just live stre- streaming wrestling, but some of them are creating talk shows 
Um, they're doing more behind the scenes stuff. They're trying to help still stay engaged with you. And it would be very interesting to see where this goes in the future once we are back up to speed, once wrestling does come back, because I'm choosing to believe that wrestling will come back and that we're not about to head into a Great Depression. Um, but so let's say that it does come back. Uh, your input right now and how you interact with the digital content that they're creating right now might influence um, even shows as big as WWE, um, definitely shows like Ring of Honor and Impact, um, what they do and how how they interact digitally with people from now on. So you're you're in a really key position here um, if if you're willing to share your voice and and interact with people. Yeah, and you know, again, you, you're in this position where you probably never thought much about talking to people before. Uh, I know I haven't. Yeah, yeah. So now you're like, oh man, I kind of want to look at somebody's face and talk to them. So you know internet people, you have a lot of options of, you know, video chatting or whatever. Um, as much as we don't like talking to our neighbors, this is a good time to meet your neighbor and just peer out your door and talk to them from down the hall and then go back into your apartment. And that's like 10 minutes of nice social interaction and seeing somebody else's face. And it's cool. Um, and we've been doing I also video wanted, chats. Yeah. Video chats are great. Like, uh, we have, I have a couple of group of friends that we're trying to get like regular check-ins on like certain days we're going to have like a virtual happy hour one day you know keep it lively keep it nice keep it nice um keep it nice um and so also i would like to say to be kind both to yourself and other people i know that we are uh, you know we, we get spicy sometimes but at the <laughs> end of the day i want everyone to be like cool and happy and chill and you know you know not have to be dicks so everybody's stressed out right now like everybody's stressed out right now as cool as i try to be there is an internal panic which is also part of the i'm a writer uh a, a starter kit so i didn't really have a choice on that like it came with uh, insomnia uh <laughs> a love of whiskey i was gonna say the and- whiskey yep yep yeah, came with insomnia, love of whiskey, and an obsession with notebooks. It's just the it's part of the starters kit. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be okay, and we don't have to hoard toilet paper, and we don't have to. God, if anyone hoard. would like to send me toilet paper, by the way, because of the hoarders, I have two rolls left, and I'm about to have to go medieval on some washcloths if y'all don't help me out. <laughs> yeah, or send her a bidet. <laughs> bidet, please. I'd love one. Bidet. Stupid-ass Americans not liking bidets. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, just, you know, everybody take care of each other. We're all here for each other. I know it seems like it might be lonely, but, you know, that that first step is reaching out. And it's a a weird thing to, to think about that considering, you know, we're on Twitter all the time and Instagram or whatever, whatever. But this is kind of reigniting that the one on ones the face-to-faces that we maybe haven't done in a long time. So, you know, don't be afraid of that. Oh, play D&D. Go and roll 20 and get, a, like, five of your friends together and play D&D on that. That's super fun. It's a great idea. And, hey, if you have a significant other, now is a great time to get hickeys because nobody sees you. And normally That's hickeys true. are frowned upon, and you're, you're a slut if you go out with a hickey. But right now, perfect time to get a hickey. Yeah, hickey perfect. it up, guys. Picky it up. Um, so <laughs> tweet us and let us know some of your takes on how wrestling will return, if you think it'll be changed, what you think is going to happen, and also if you have some self-care tips or if you want to link up with other wrestling fans to do video chats, l- just hop in our in our tweets and let us know. We want to hear from you because we're lonely. Um, 
<laughs> so lonely. Uh, and finally, we want to thank you for the years of joy podcasting for you. As we said, this is the last episode of Women Wrestling Friends for the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've enjoyed talking to we've a lot of great guests. Please go back and listen to all the episodes if you haven't. We've met a lot of cool people. We've had a lot of great conversations, and we've enjoyed uh, talking to everybody who interacts with us and, and being able to share our wrestling joy with you. Definitely. And um, we we can give you a starter place if you if this is the first episode that you're listening to. We did an episode where we talked to a bunch of WWE and NXT superstars. Um, we've done an episode with Rachel Evans, who is currently on paranormal, like uh, is uh, being considered a paranormal um, expert, which is hilarious because she's not on some television <laughs> show. Um, TK Trinidad. Is. Is, yeah, you know, everyone's know. an expert. She's not. I know. She keeps being like, what's happening? Why am I being book, uh, billed this way? Um, TK Trinidad, who currently is going through some incredibly difficult visa issues at this time. We'd love to show her some support. Head to her GoFundMe and check out her episode because it was thebomb.com. Um, we have so many amazing episodes, amazing guests. We had a, an episode with Katarina Waters that just provided so much insight um, you know, she's had done time at WWE to impact and she had so much knowledge to share. The list goes on. So go back, listen to our episode, share them with your friends. Like we said, if we turn into a cult hit, we'll come back. <laughs> yes. We'll do it for you. For you. So for shout out to the people and shout out to Dragon Wagon Studio for uh, being renting out their studio space to us for all this time. It's been amazing working with them. Shout out to allgames.com who are our parent site where you can go and listen to the podcast if you're not into iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Women Wrestling F. Where, you know, we'll still be on here creeping in your in your timelines. Oh, yeah. We've been spicy for a while. Yes, being real spicy. You can find me everywhere at Sarah the Rebel. If you have it in your heart, join my Patreon. You can join for as little as $1 and you get some pretty cool rewards. Tomorrow, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and occasionally Instagram at Misfits Tomorrow. And uh, thank you so much for everything. Good fight. Good night. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr.